This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at Ravinia.org. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Chicago's two remaining candidates for mayor, former Chicago Public School CEO Paul Vallis and Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson, took the stage for another debate last night at UIC. Here's an overview. They were questioned about their past rhetoric on public safety issues. They also discussed video gambling, which has been outlawed in Chicago for a long time. But both of the candidates say they support legalizing it again. Vallis said he would use the revenue from the machines to fund development on the south side and west sides. Johnson said he would use the money for investments in public safety, transportation, and housing. Also last night, Johnson continued to distance himself from comments he made in 2020 that defunding the police was, quote, an actual real political goal. There are people who want to see the police budget defunded. I said it was a political goal. I never said it was mine. And Vallis disputed his past comments about police being handcuffed from doing their jobs. He says police will earn the trust of residents if they stick to the consent decree. Proactive policing is not taking the handcuffs off. Proactive policing isn't mass incarceration. Proactive policing isn't uh, mass arrest or even stop and frisk. The election is April 4th, but if you're ready to vote now, you can. Mail-in ballots are currently available. You can put your request in at elections.il.gov. Also, early in-person voting starts this Monday in Chicago. According to ChicagoElections.gov, all early voting sites and at Supersite downtown on Clark Street will be ADA compliant and fully accessible to voters with disabilities. And in case you didn't know, there are 50 early voting sites across the city plus the Supersite. Any voter in Chicago can vote at any of the sites, regardless of where you live. And that goes for voting on Election Day as well. Last week, I mentioned an extensive and comprehensive report from my colleagues Christian Schorsch, Sarah Karp, and Susie Ahn about the SAS program. It's supposed to connect low-income Illinois children in mental health crises with support services. But the report found that the program has several pitfalls, and foster children with acute emotional distress are suffering the most. Sarah Karp spoke to a Cook County public guardian named Charles Goldberg. He says crisis mental health workers hired by the state often can't actually place foster youth in inpatient treatment. They heroically and frantically spin their wills to try to find a psychiatric bed for that child, and oftentimes none exists. Goldberg says psychiatric hospitals don't want to take foster youth. They worry that they'll linger after being discharged because many of them won't have anywhere to go. And state data is showing that their Medicaid insurance does a poor job of making sure they get follow-up care. As for the state, it says it's working to address these issues. The CTA did update its schedules to more accurately reflect when they could get buses to bus stops. But ghost buses are still a problem in the city. That's those buses that appear on the GPS but don't actually show up and are often followed by delayed buses that are too full to even board. 
So CTA officials recently told Illinois lawmakers they're looking to hire at least 700 more drivers to address this. Nora Learson is the chief of staff for CTA President Dorval Carter. She says some of the hiring incentives they've implemented are working. So they hope to see improvement by the end of the year. Bus operator salary is higher than it was last year, as well as a $1,000 hiring bonus that has attracted a lot of operators as well as bus mechanics. Yesterday, lawmakers also urged the CTA to obtain electric buses and electrify its garages more quickly. Right now, there are only 25 electric buses running. They go along Chicago Avenue from Austin to Navy Pier. But there are plans for an all-electric fleet by 2040. And now for a few quick hits. Yesterday, I mentioned that Illinois became the third U.S. state to implement mandatory paid leave for most of the workers in the state. It's supposed to generate a healthier and more productive workforce. But some Illinois small business owners ain't really feeling it. Doug Knight and his family have owned Knight's Action Park in Springfield since 1930. He says the law represents, quote, another bump on the road for business owners following the pandemic and high levels of inflation. And in case you haven't heard, we've been fundraising for the last week or so here at WBEZ. Today is the last day of those efforts, and I would be remiss if I didn't remind you that this podcast would not be here without the support of listeners like you. Actually, the majority of that bag that funds this whole operation is filled by everyday folks who listen to the station and our podcasts and who like free trips. If you go to WBEZ.org and donate today, you might win a seven-night trip for you and three of your people. And that's seven nights, eight days, over a week in Fiji, no matter what amount you donate. But you can only be eligible to win if you make that gift by 7 o'clock p.m. today. Go ahead and support us at WBEZ.org slash donate. As for the weather, you probably want to get outside today. It's sunny and clear with a high in the upper 40s, low 50s. Some clouds and wind in the afternoon, but otherwise pretty nice. And that's it for now. Later today, we're talking Jolof Wars. Jolof is the rice dish that originated in Senegal, but has since been adapted by a few different African cultures who all say theirs is the best. People take these jollof words very seriously, so (laughs) I'm going to be careful what I say. But Liberian jollof is the best. My colleague Sienna Greaves is an audio producer and food writer and former chef, and she's here for that Liberian jollof. We'll talk about where to find it and some of its history today at 2 o'clock. I'm Erin Island. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later. 